0: hi guys what's up it's savannah welcome back to another episode of my thoughts exactly thank you guys so much for joining me today i am so So happy that you are here. Happy Thursday, you guys. We are actually in the last episode of November, as I believe tomorrow is December, right? That's right. By the time you guys hear this, yep, it'll be Thursday, the 30th, is when this episode comes out. It is the final episode of November. I cannot believe it. This week has, or not this week, this month, but yes, this week, everything is flying by. I feel like it is absolutely crazy that we're getting into the end of the year. My thoughts exactly has officially been going for over a year now and that to me is mind-blowing literally mind-blowing I can't get over it um But I hope you guys have been having a really, really great week. I hope you had a really good Thanksgiving. I feel re-energized, you guys. I feel rejuvenated. I feel ready to go. And I had the best time in San Diego. If you caught last week's episode, I told you guys that I was going to San Diego for Thanksgiving. I was bringing Hayden. It was going to be his first time going there as well. And it couldn't have gone any better. It was such a An energized like a recharge trip if that makes sense it was a great reset a recharge I felt at home like the second I got off the plane I was like I missed this so much I didn't even know how much I missed it so I definitely want to continue to make an effort to go back more frequently because like I said I hadn't been back since Christmas of last year, and I'm not going back for Christmas this year. And it was just very much necessary, very, very necessary. It was a great recharge and a reset, and being able to show Hayden my hometown was incredible. I don't know. It was a great experience. And it really did even further our relationship, which was a really cool thing to see it evolve. Because, you know, when you go through the day to day and whatever, like you do have to kind of sometimes go that extra mile or put a little more effort into evolving your relationship, which is something we are ironically enough talking about today. But it was just great. It really took our relationship to the next step, I feel like. And it was just very much necessary and I loved being there. I cannot wait to go back, but enough about that. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving and now we're on to Christmas. I literally feel like it was yesterday when I was telling you guys that it was, you know, we're not even in Halloween yet, and we were talking about fall decorations and whatever. Now we've surpassed all of that. Now we are full on Christmas. Later this afternoon, I actually plan on going to get my Christmas tree, so I'm very, very excited about that. We put up all the decorations before we left, other than the tree, obviously, and so it was really nice to be able to come home, and the house was all decorated. It was just a really nice and cozy experience and vibe. We have the Christmas lights out front. We're very much living in the North Pole over here, but today. As you can tell by the title of this episode, sorry for that long intro, we are talking about a topic that has been kind of in the back of my mind to talk about for a while. I know I have asked you guys on Instagram several times, I've put it in polls, if this is something that you would want me to talk about. And typically other episodes win by like a hair, like they win by like a, just a couple votes. And so I always end up doing the one that gets the most votes, but I'll always have people in my DMs being like, can you please talk?" about this. Like I'm either thinking about this or I'm in it right now or when it happens to me in the future. Like what are your tips? Da, 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 da. So I wanted to talk about it today and as you can tell by the title we are talking about the blueprint of living with your partner. Now obviously before I get into it I do think that I need to have a little disclaimer on this. Living with your partner is going to be your experience, right? So it's going to be subjective, how that looks to you is going to be different than how that might look for me might be different for how that might look for the next person. I simply today want to sit here, give you guys my experience, give you guys what I have learned, and really just have an open discussion about this with you guys. I opened up the discussion on my Instagram story on my thoughts exactly. And I asked you guys if you had any tips or any questions. So we're going to get into that as well. But it was just a topic that I've been wanting to discuss lately because I have now been living with Hayden for over a year. We moved in with each other in August of 2022. So a little over a year, like a year and a half, I would say at this point. So I would say that I do have some experience in this under my belt. So I just kind of want to give you guys what it's been like in that year and a half for people who have either gone through it before, who are going through it right now or are going through it going to be going through it in the future if this is something that you're thinking about. I just want to give you my tips and tricks. So, let's jump right on into it today and I want to kind of start this off with how this came to be, like how this conversation, how we really even thought of moving in with each other because in my personal opinion, I think Hayden and I moved in with each other very early. We moved in with each other at nine months of dating. I know. In my opinion, I think that's wild. I know for some people, it might not be. Some pe- people might think that that's like not very early, depending on what your vibe is. For me, that was very early. When I moved to Nashville, it was September of 2021. And moving to Nashville, I ne- like I told myself, I was like anti-boyfriend. I've talked about this before. I was like, I don't want a boyfriend. It's like single girl Savannah summer gear forever. Like that was my mindset. And then I met Hayden two months later. And our relationship, you know, I know all people always talk about like, oh, like we had the honeymoon stage in the beginning. That really wasn't how our relationship unfolded. We definitely had some quirks and kinks that we needed to work out in the beginning. And so we really got a test very early on in our just communication skills, our problem solving skills, conflict resolution, all of that. And It really gave us those tools in the very beginning to be able to do that throughout the rest and up until now of our relationship. So my lease was ending in September of 2021 because I moved to Nashville in September of 2021. Oh, sorry. So that would mean my lease was ending in September of 2022. So 2021, moved to Nashville. My lease was ending September 2022. Hayden at the time was living in a house with a couple other roommates and he had his lease ending in July of 2022. Now once we started dating and started you know getting to the point of we had to start considering where we were going to move um, you know my lease is up oh my lease is up too we really started talking about the potential of moving in together. I will say I was much more the hesitant one on this topic and on the potential of moving in together. I wasn't quite sure if I was ready for that. I thought it was a really big step. I still do think it's a really big step. I wasn't quite sure if I was ready for that so soon, Um, but I knew that eventually I would be. So... I really had to sit with it. I really had to have some introspective, you know, conversations with myself, conversations with my friends and really see if this was the direction that I wanted to go in and obviously have conversations with Hayden, of course, and really communicate to him like, what that looked like for me and what us living together would look like and what my expectations are, what his expectations are. And it was a lot of conversation. It was all very happy and like good conversation because it was, you know, moving towards a common goal and how we were going to get there. So again, implementing those conflict resolution skills, (laughs) implementing all that communication, uh, we were really able to discuss all of that. And over time, I just decided like, Let's just do it. You know, I've always throughout my entire life been such a planner. I like to plan things down to a T. I like to just, you know, really get things right to the very like last, making sure all my T's are crossed, my I's are dotted. And with this... It was very unusual for me because it was very spontaneous of just being like, you know what? We're just going to do it. Like, we're just going to do it. And I think I officially decided that this is what we were going to do in June. So a couple months before we moved. And I was very excited once I finally decided that this is what I wanted to do. Because in my heart of hearts, I knew that it was. I was just afraid. I was afraid that it was too soon. I was afraid of what other people were going to think, which is a whole, it could be a whole episode topic in and of itself about the people-pleasing and wanting approval from other people about different parts of your personal life, but we'll save that for another day. But that was a big part of it, and it was more so just the fear of what was going to happen. And I remember I told myself at one point, I was like, Savannah, you know in your heart of hearts that this is what you want to do. It's a big decision, but it's your decision to make, and if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. It kind of was going to, in my mind, give me a, I don't know how you would um, say this, but almost like a speed course in is this relationship going to work or not? Because I knew that I would have a gut feeling very quickly when moving in with Hayden if this was the right relationship for me. Now, I don't recommend that you try that experiment. That is just something that I was like telling myself. I was like, you know, if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And I'll move on. And I wanted it to work, obviously. I came into this situation and this, you know, household and all of it with the optimism of wanting it to work. However, I've always been a realist. I've always been someone who, you know, kind of sees... I like to say that I see the glass half full, and I do, but I can also see how it can be half empty sometimes. So... It was something that I had a lot of conversations with myself about and I was really excited about it once I finally decided and it was fun, you know, and I was the first of my friends really now that I think about it. Yeah, I was the first of my friends who had moved in with a significant other. So that was also kind of something different because I would talk to my friends about it. My friends really didn't know what to say because they hadn't moved in with their boyfriends yet and so it was something new that I was taking on and I just told myself, like, just do it. Like, fuck it. You never do this. Just, like, just do it. Again, I don't recommend being that experimental with it, but that was just my mindset. So we moved in in August of 2022. And up until that point, we hadn't really, I would say the most time that we had spent together, like living together with each other, it would probably be like four days So it was around the four day mark. And then we had a really long vacation with each other, like five days after we moved in with each other. So we moved in with each other August 5th. I left August 8th to go on vacation with my family. He joined August 18th and we stayed until August 28th. So we did have like a 10 day period after we had already technically moved in with each other, which would have been our longest time being together like ever. Um, But before that, yeah, it was like four days, five days maybe. So we, you know, even though we knew kind of how each other was, we had never experienced or practiced actually living together. And That is something that I probably would recommend just so you can kind of learn how the other person operates and really, truly learn how they operate. But up until that point, yeah, it was like four days here nor there. So now let's get to the point where we actually moved in together. So we're moving in together. We're here. We're unpacking. We're doing all the things. And normal life starts. You know, our day-to-days start moving. And something to also keep in mind in this is that Hayden and I both have work from home Jobs. Now, I will say I will often go to coffee shops or I'll go, you know, to elsewhere places just to kind of switch up my day to day. And so I can kind of get a different change of scenery. But we both work from home. So we are both here almost 24 7. That definitely plays a part in it as well, in terms of having to navigate what that looked like for us and having to navigate. A certain aspect of our relationship that I'm going to get to in a moment. But both of us being here day in and day out, I don't think either of us was really prepared for what that was going to feel like. There definitely were kinks that needed to be worked out in the beginning. That was just a no like obvious like that was a very obvious thing that was happening. We had little things that you know going on in the house that neither of us really anticipated. And it wasn't anything bad. It was just like normal things that were happening when we moved in. Like, oh, who's going to take out the trash? Or, oh, you know, we need to do laundry. Or, oh, you know, we got to do the electric bill and water bill and all these things. And I'm going to get into my blueprint in a second. I'm just giving you my personal experience. And even though we did try and communicate as, to the best of our ability of what this is going to look like before we moved in. There were some obvious things along that were going to come up along the way that we did not anticipate, that we did not prepare for. But what's really, really important about that is having strong communication skills. So if you have those strong communication skills, you're going to be able to get through those hurdles, get through those little bumps and those little hiccups that it's going to take when navigating what this is going to look like and when trying to get to a place of new normalcy because this is going to be your new normal that's just the reality of the fact and obviously if big things come up you can always get out of it right there's always an escape plan there's always an exit plan but for me moving in with Hayden was a really big deal and even though I sit here and I'm like oh well it was going to either make us or break us which it technically was I went into a very optimistic and very hopeful that this was going to be my person and I am going to live with them for the rest of my life, which now I'm confident to be able to sit here and say that that is the case. But moving in together at the time, there were some definite hiccups and some things that we needed to work out. And we were able to do that. And something that I think that was really important in that time was giving each other the grace in that regard because neither of us had ever lived with another person neither of us had ever lived with a significant other before and we really didn't know what to expect like I said you can sit here and you can plan and you can say what you want to say you can do all of the things and you know have that on paper plan but once you actually get into it once the day-to-day starts happening there's going to be little things that come up that you need to discuss and that you need to talk about and so for us, it was really important to be able to communicate. And that is why I brought up those communication skills in the very beginning of our relationship, because that definitely helped us as we progressed through living together. So now we are living together for, or have been living together for a year and a half. And I can honestly say, I have never been happier. I feel like we have really been able to strengthen our relationship. I feel like, like I said, it was a make it or break it. We've definitely made it. Um, I wouldn't have changed anything looking back. I think that moving in together was the best thing that I could have done for my relationship. And I'm very, very happy. And again, it's everyone's journey is different. Everyone's journey is subjective. But that to me is kind of what my journey looked like. And I would say, you know, when talking about those little hiccups and stuff, getting through that was probably the first two months, maybe the first two-ish months, two and a half months of trying to work through those little hiccups. Because you have to remember, not only you know, were we moving in together, we had only dated for nine months. So we were still in kind of like what I would consider the somewhat early stages of dating. And now we were living together. So it was very fast paced. It was very, you know, moving at a speed that was, you know, fast. That's just what it was. And so not only were we learning to still date and still learning things about each other, now we're doing that on a much grander scale, on a much larger scale. And that scale was now we are Living together. And again, I wouldn't change it for the world. I wouldn't go back and change a thing. But there was definitely some hiccups in the beginning that you can't necessarily prepare yourself for. And they're not bad. They're not scary. They're just little quirks. They're little kinks and little quirks. And that's just what it is. So I'm gonna talk to you guys now about my I have like four blueprint. I don't want to say rules, but four blueprint points, that's the better word, four blueprint points that personally I, if I could go back and do it and some of these things I did do, I would say all of these things I did do, but it took some time to, I'm just going to shut up and stop talking. I'm just going to get into it. So number one of these points. The first point that I would recommend if someone was coming to me, if I had a friend coming to me and said, Savannah, we're moving in together, like what do you think? Like, what are your tips? What would you tell me as someone who's about to move in with their boyfriend, their girlfriend, whatever? The first thing that I would say is in all capital letters, in bold and underline, is communicate. Communication is so freaking important when and before you move in with someone. You need to communicate about everything. And like I said, there are still going to be things that come up that you didn't expect to come up or little things here and there, but try and communicate about as much as you possibly can. I'm talking about, you know, what the other person likes to do in their free time. What your schedule is going to look like when you move in together. You know what they, how they act when they get stressed or when they get overwhelmed. Communicate on what you expect living each other to look on living with each other to look like. You know, communicate on the decor, what you want your house to look like, what your furniture is going to be, all of it. I think communication is so freaking important and that way once you go into actually moving in together and living together you have somewhat of a better understanding as to what to expect. I think being able to communicate on everything is going to be very important because once you move in with each other the mask comes off. Like the mask comes off. Like I remember When Hayden and I first got together, I would try and make myself look all freaking cute. I would do my full glam. I would get my little like outfits ready and whatnot. Now, no, (laughs) no. No, that simply does not happen. And it's just about communicating on like what you expect to look like because the mask is going to come off. You're going to see what the person is for who they truly are and you're either going to love them more or you're going to be like, this might not be for me. And I'm not trying to scare you when I say that. It's just kind of like the realist in me. But again just be optimistic. It's going to be great. You're going to you're gonna be fine. But I do think communication is very, very key. And I think it's really important when going into something as big as this, because you want to be able to have that open line of communication because you don't want to feel like you're trapped. You don't want to feel once you're in it, once you're actually going through the day in and days out of living with your person that you can't communicate. You don't want to feel like you're almost like suffocating and that you can't speak or that you're silenced. Like you want to be able to have certain expectations. You want to be able to share Share what you want living together to look like. Like talk about what your good days are going to look like. Talk about what your bad days are going to look like. Talk about all of it because that way you go into it having a little bit better of an understanding and it makes the unknown a little less scary because you feel more confident that you're going to be able to tackle these small hiccups together. So for me personally that would be my very first point is just communicate. The second thing and this falls under the line of communication and it is something that you are going to want to talk about before you move in. This is finances. Finances is one of those conversations that can be awkward, and it sometimes always is just a little awkward. It's just a little awkward, but it is always necessary. And Hayden and I had the conversation of finances before moving in together, and that is something that I highly, highly, highly highly recommend. Do not wait until the night before. Do not wait until a couple days before. Do not wait until you're already in there to talk about finances. Have an open conversation beforehand about what that's going to look like for you guys. Who's going to get the groceries? Who's going to get some of the household supplies? Who's going to pay what bill? How is rent going to be split up? These are conversations that you need to have you want to be able to be confident in this plan that way there are no surprises and also it will make things flow more smoothly So that is something that I really, really think is important. And again, it falls under the umbrella of communication. Once you move in with each other, it's not going to be like, oh, well, who's going to take care of the water bill and who's going to take care of the gas bill or the electric or whatever? Like have that conversation beforehand. It's almost like when you move in with a regular roommate and you guys have conversations about how you're going to split things up, who's going to get what and whatever. Those are just important conversations that you need to have. And personally, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I am not under the presumption that people have to split things 50-50. And I think that it's very much just a subjective situation by situation type of deal. I think that sometimes in different scenarios, things are going to work differently. There might be a scenario where one person pays all the rent and the other person just pays the bills. There might be a situation where one person just takes care of everything and the other person takes care of like the groceries or whatnot. I personally am not under the assumption that everything has to work out 50-50 down the middle because I don't always feel like that's realistic. There, You have, there's typically... For in most cases, I feel like typically someone is going to make more. And I'm under the assumption, in my mind, what I believe is that whoever. If there is a significant more amount of money that one person is making other over the other, then it doesn't need to be a 50-50 split because someone's 25% is going to look different to another person's 25% when looking at their income, when looking at what they want to spend and whatever. Their budgets are going to look different. So for me personally, I don't necessarily believe in the whole like 50-50 thing. And again, that might be an untraditional viewpoint. That might be an untraditional mindset, but I feel like I am untraditional, so there's that part. Okay, the next thing, the third point I have to make, and this is something that I was mentioning earlier about different, um, different things that you discover once moving in with your partner. This is something that I wish someone would have told me before moving in, and that is that there is a difference between passing time and quality time this is something that hayden and i i would say was probably our biggest struggle in the beginning if i'm just being very honest was this whole idea of quality time versus passing time because again hayden and i we both work from home and so when we are both just you know walking around throughout the house, seeing each other on a day-to-day basis, I, at the end of the day, would sometimes have to tell him, we would have conversations and the conversations would be like, listen, I feel like we aren't spending quality time together. And his response would be along the lines of like, what do you mean? Like, we always see each other. We see each other every day. You know, I saw you, you know, during lunch or whatever it was, or like, I saw you while you were making coffee this morning. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not quality time. And Over time, I began to feel, and again, this was in the beginning, it was one of our biggest quirks that we had to work out. Over time, it was hard not to feel like a roommate. And that was something that was a big, big struggle because over time, I realized like there is a difference between him and I just, you know, going through our day to day, like, oh, hey, babe, or bye, babe, like whatever. There's a difference between that and setting out specific, intentional quality time. That is so important and it's something that you really need to make an effort to do on both ends both parties need to make an effort and again like Hayden's a boy like not to or he's yeah I don't know not to be like boys don't think like this but like sometimes they don't like sometimes they need a little bit of a reminder so it was a conversation that we had to have several times of being like this is what we need to talk about this is something that we need to implement this is something that we need to work on because now even though we live together and we see each other all the time we're not going on dates, like we're not having intentional time together. And that was something that we were lacking for a while. And honestly, in the beginning, I became a little bit resentful about it because I was like, why do I not feel like I have a boyfriend anymore? I just feel like I have this roommate who lives with me and like, you know, I I love him and whatever, but like the, the romance and the spark isn't there. And again, I will say that that is like an ebbs and flows type of thing. Like it comes in and out. Like there are times when, you know, you have to make that effort. But I feel like if you're consistently making the effort to prioritize your relationship outside of just you two living together and that passing time, that is going to be huge and so, so essential for your success in living together. This is like my biggest point. And it's something that all of my friends have experienced after they have moved in with their boyfriends because now all of my friends live with their boyfriends. So I've gotten to see after moving in with Hayden, like I was able to see how that all played out for them and one of the biggest things that I had heard from my friends was the same thing which was it feels like we're roommates like we need to have more date nights like it just kind of feels like we're going through the motions of life because think about it before you moved in with them you were making plans you were making dates you were making intentional time to spend with one another and now that you live together you don't necessarily have to do that on the same scale. And it doesn't have to be some wild, crazy, extravagant date night. Like it can be something as simple as making an intentional like date night in the kitchen where you're cooking together, you make a cocktail together, like really just being able to put the phones away, have intentional conversation, or it can be like setting up a movie in the backyard, setting up a picnic in the backyard or like wherever it is, like just being able to intentionally connect is key. And it was something that we really had to learn in. implement. Implement into our relationship. And now we have intentional date nights, and it makes things so much better because we're able to kind of like push everything aside, like push all the house stuff aside, push all of the things that need to be done aside, and we're able to prioritize our relationship. And it was something that I wish I knew going into it because it would have made the transition a little bit easier. Okay. The fourth thing that I had, I said I had four things, but I actually have five. The fourth thing that I have is figuring out, and again, this all falls under the umbrella of communication, figuring out who takes care of what. And again, I mentioned this earlier, like once Hayden and I moved in together, you know, figuring out like, okay, who's going to take the trash out? Obviously, that was that was going to be him. That was 100% going to be him, by the way. Um, and who's going to, you know vacuum who's going to whatever and that's not to say that and again I fall very untraditional in this aspect as well and I know that there are people who are out there that prefer traditional roles there's some women out there who prefer having those traditional roles of doing the cooking and doing the cleaning and all of that and there's men who like their traditional roles of um what they do and there's nothing wrong with that but make sure you communicate what you expect from one another like in our household i am not the cook okay I don't cook. I'm not a great cook. I'm a baker. I don't cook. Hayden cooks. He's a great cook and he does that for us almost every single night. So Hayden takes care of the cooking. He also makes me coffee in the morning. He takes out the trash. He does the dishes. And then for me, I kind of take care of the other aspects of cleaning. I'll do the laundry. I will wipe down all the counters and the mirrors and do that sort of household cleaning. Hayden will make the bed. And- and you know then we'll take church for a walk Together, or lately he's been doing it by himself, but you get my point. Um, Just being able to divide those tasks up, that way you don't feel so overwhelmed. Because in the beginning, I did, I definitely took on those tasks on my own. It wasn't like Hayden expected me to do it. I was just kind of like, oh no, I got it. Like, don't worry. And then I got overwhelmed and then I got burned out. And then I had to tell him, like, I can't do it like this. Like, I can't be the one who is doing every little thing. And he completely stepped. And and took over the responsibilities that he now takes over now. And we've found a routine that works for us. So again, just communicating on what your expectations are for one another. Okay. And now the fifth thing that I have is maintaining your independence. This is my fifth point, maintaining your independence. This is honestly so incredibly important. And I'm very proud to say that I feel like Hayden and I do a very good job of maintaining our independence. My previous relationship was extremely codependent. I did not have a life outside of him and coincidentally enough, part of the reason or really what was the straw that broke the camel's back alongside the boatload of cheating, was he wanted to move in together. Me, my ex wanted to move in together and I didn't. And that was the end of it. Um, which is just funny how like life works out like that because I knew after nine months that I wanted to move in with Hayden. I was just scared. But with my ex, I was with him for two and a half, almost three years. And I knew that it wasn't it wasn't it. Anyways, so Maintaining your independence is so crucial and so key because that way it also keeps your relationship exciting, being able to come home to one another, being able to have different lives outside of your relationship is going to lessen the probability of that codependence. That's not to say that like you don't love your part your person and your partner. Like that's not to say that you guys can't have the same friend group. It's not to say that you guys like can't, you know, do the same things or hang out with the same people, you know, or have the same hobbies or whatever. But just finding a way to have a little bit of alone time here and there is important, whether that's having a girls' night with your friends, whether that's just going to get coffee by yourself. Maintaining a little bit of alone time and independence is very important, and it's something that me and Hayden have very much implemented into our relationship and is something that a lot of people, and I don't mean this as like a... You know, we got it all figured out or like a pick me type of deal. But like a lot of people do compliment Hayden and I's relationship on the fact that we can maintain that independence. I will go out with my friends. You know, I will have those girls' nights. I will go out to the bar and I'll have a drink with my friends. And that's okay. Like we have that level of trust. And I can also, you know, have that level of trust with him to do the same thing. And then we also have all of the things that we like to do. Together and it works for us, you know. It's something that, you know, we've set boundaries with each other. We know what we're okay with, we know what we're not okay with, and we follow it within those boundaries and we respect one another. And having that independent sorry, having that independence has just always been something that's very important to me coming from a super codependent relationship. So yeah, being able to do that, being able to maintain the independence, you know, I have my separate friends, he has his separate friends. And while that might not work for some people, it really does work for us. And I think that again, that's what's, the beauty of living with another person is it's very subjective to you two and your partnership and your team and you really have to look at it as such like you have to look at it as you two are a team you two are a partners a partnership so when you guys have those little hiccups and when you have those bumps in the road it makes it easier when you really take a step back and think okay this is my partner we are working as a team what is the goal that we both have? Like we both have the common goal here of getting along, making this a smooth transition. You know, we both love each other. And when you're going through those little bumps, that is really important to remember because it's very easy sometimes to be like, well, you don't get what I'm saying. And like, you you know, it's very easy to get defensive, but remembering that you guys are working towards a common goal here is very, very important. And it's going to help you in the long run. Okay, so with this all being said, I kind of want to open the discussion now to what you guys had to say on Instagram. So again, I told you guys to give some tips and ask some questions. So I'm going to go through the questions first, and then we'll get to the, some of the tips. The first question here is, how do you split finances when one person makes more than the other partner? Okay, so I kind of touched on this earlier, but again, this all comes down to communication. If one person makes more than the other, again, I'm of the belief that things don't have to be split 50-50. I know some people are traditional in that way where they like to split things 50-50. Some people are traditional in the way that they want, you know, the guy to pay for everything and the girl to pay for nothing. To me, I'm not under either of those assumptions. To me, it's more so that if someone makes more than the other person, opening up that dialogue, having that communication and being like, okay, what are you comfortable paying? Let's see what I'm comfortable paying and budgeting it that way. I think you really just need to have an open conversation and No one likes talking about finances. This is not a fun conversation for anyone to have, but it's very, very important before going into it. So I would just open up the conversation as just, hey, listen, like, you know, before we move in together, something I think that's really important for us to talk about is our finances like let's have that conversation let's see what we want that to look like that way when we move in together we won't even have to worry about it like what do you expect that to look like for us and I would go into it with already kind of an idea of what you are comfortable with in your head whether you are the person that makes more than your partner or vice versa having some sort of an idea of what you you are comfortable and willing to do in your head that way you're not just kind of leaving it all up to them and you're able to bring some ideas to the table as well ideas that you are comfortable with and that you're willing to do so that would be my suggestion when it comes to that but again don't be afraid to have that conversation really lean into that conversation that way there's no awkwardness around it like you don't want to have awkward finance conversations and after a while it's not going to become awkward it's just those first few ones that are a little bit uncomfortable but once you surpass that like fourth conversation about finances, it becomes a lot easier to talk about. Okay, next, how to not enter the roommate phase. I touched on this as well, but again, making an effort to have date nights, whether that be in the house, whether that be out of the house. Personally, I think a great rule is to do both. I think it's great to have maybe two date nights a month that are outside of the house and two date nights a month that are in the house. And again, when you're having those intentional date nights in the house, put the phones away put all the electronics away, play a game, crack open a bottle of wine, you know, have a conversation, like act like you're dating again. I understand it's so easy. Like I said, this was the biggest hurdle for Hayden and I, but it's something that you really have to put an effort towards. So that would be my recommendation. Next one. Okay, this next question is, how do you navigate when you start feeling like you're together way too much? Now, this is something again like i said having alone time having that independence is key and i personally there's two ways that i would go about this the first thing that i would just start doing is i would just start doing things more independently i would start doing things more by myself i would start you know going for a walk in the morning or walking to a coffee shop driving to a coffee shop go hanging out with uh, going and hanging out with a friend or just making some sort of plan that doesn't involve the other person. Now, if they come to you and they're like, why are you distancing? Like, what's the deal? Like, why don't you want to hang out with me? I do think it's important to articulate this well because I think sometimes and again I know that Hayden and I kind of had this in the beginning where if he just needed a little bit of space or whatnot he would go on these drives right so he would go on drives for like an hour or like an hour and a half and I would be like why the heck are you going on these drives like what are you doing like why don't you want to be here like why don't you want to be around me and he's like it has absolutely nothing to do with you it's more so like I just need some space like I just want my alone time you know we're both here all the time and that was hard for me to wrap my head around at first because I would get defensive and I would take that as he does not want to hang out with me like that's what that translated to me as but instead over time I started to realize it has nothing to do with me we both need alone time we just represent it and we show it in different ways like what that alone time looks like is going to be different for the both of us so I would just be very what's the word compassionate and being able to have a very like I don't know. Just a sympathetic conversation. Is sympathetic the word? Empathetic. Just have some empathy when having that conversation of like, listen, I love you. It has nothing to do with you. But sometimes I feel like, you know, we're together all the time and I just want a little bit of alone time. And there is nothing wrong with that. My brother actually told me, and this is, you know, spilling his tea right now, but he actually told me that he has a friend who, so I guess it's not spilling his tea, it's spilling his friends, but he has a friend who is talking to this girl, and the girl told him, like, listen, they had spent, like, four or five days together nonstop, and she said, listen, like, nothing is wrong, we're good, like, I'm so happy with where we're at, I just need, like, a couple hours to myself, and, his friend was like, I had never heard that before. Like no one's ever explained it that like that before. Like sometimes people just get like overwhelmed and they're like, I need space or like I need time alone. But it's just important that you communicate on a level that again is reaching towards the common goal. You guys are a partnership. You guys are a team and the team needs to operate correctly. The team needs to have clear heads. The team needs to be optimistic. And if that means that you guys have a little bit of alone time, so be it and trust me after a while of living together you will want that alone time so that's my that's my viewpoint on that okay the next one is how to set the intention of who does what around the place again Comes down to communication. Go into it having a conversation before you move in together about who's going to do what, what responsibilities lie where. And again, things might shift as you guys get into actually living together and seeing what that looks like for each other. But have that conversation in the beginning of what do you expect from me? This is what I expect from you. Like, let's kind of divvy up how we're going to be doing this. That way, when we go in, we have an understanding and we're not just like running around on a wild goose chase. Like, no one needs to do that. Just save yourself from that. Okay. Next one, thoughts on siblings moving in with you when your part. Oh, sorry. Thoughts on sibling moving in with you and your partner when money is tight. Um, I guess this just comes down to if it's a choice or not. You know, if you have the choice to not have them move in with you because they don't need to then i would probably go against that just because you know like you said finances are a little bit tight at the moment and you don't want to add on another stressor even though your sibling is not a burden you don't want to add on that additional stress however if it's a necessity and like it's the only option and this is what needs to be done then i would say do it and Come at it from an optimistic standpoint, you know, it's going to be a little tougher and you're going to have some challenges, but you get to spend that extra time with your sibling, you get to take them in, you get to spend more time together and look at it more as a positive and you will figure out the rest as you go. Okay, moving on. How do you know when the right time to move in together is? This, again, is very subjective. As I said, I was with someone for three years who wanted to move in together, and I cut it off. I broke up with him for a boatload of other reasons, but I broke up with him. I was with Hayden for nine months, and even though I was scared because that's the type A in me and just the realist in me, I knew that I wanted to do it, and I went for it. And I think you just know sometimes you just have to take the leap and you have to trust yourself. Okay, next one. At what age do you think is best to move out? Okay, so moving out of your family's house. Um, again, very subjective. That's going to look different for everyone. I know I have friends that moved out when they were 16, 18, 20. I moved out when I was twenty four. A lot of that had to do with COVID and just the fact that I had, you know, had a breakup and COVID and all the things. Um, but I think whenever you're ready, whenever you're ready and whenever seems right, I do think everyone should move out at some point. You know, I think it's important to find that independence and live on your own to gain those, you know sets of um, responsibilities just to set you up for success in the future. That way you're not just like, I don't know, 35 and figuring it out right then and there. But everyone's journey is different. And I think that if you feel like you're ready to move out, then that's what's best for you. Okay, now I'm going to go through some of the tips that you guys had. Okay, the number one tip, which I find to be kind of funny, is no studio apartments. Um, Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, I've never lived in a studio apartment so I can't really say, but I can imagine that that would not be very spacious and especially when you're talking about wanting your alone time and things like that. But I actually did see a couple who live in New York and they live in a studio apartment. It's like 350 to 400 square feet and they make it work somehow. And they say it works for them and they wanted to spend their money on like adventures and trips and date nights and restaurants rather than rent. And so they make it work. So it's just, again, it's one of those things where it's like very situational. Okay, next one is experience staying with each other for about two to three weeks straight first to learn the quirks. Again, we, I definitely agree with this. I did not do this and I think it would have been nice to just have kind of like a little bit of a trial run, a little bit of a test run before actually moving in together. Um, again, did it change anything in the long run? No, but could we probably have... Um, had some of those conversations about responsibilities and you know passing versus quality time before we actually moved in together if we gave it like a trial run so that is a very good tip next one is don't feel like you need to do everything together very much agree with that I think that it's very important to maintain your independence okay Couple more is that number one, just because you're with them 24 seven doesn't mean you have to hang out with them 24 seven. Alone time is key. Completely agree. Next is you learn more about your partner being together all the time in the day-to-day things. That is very true. You will figure out who someone really is once you live with them. Like I said, the mask comes off. Okay, next one. This is funny. Buckle up and stay strong. It might may be oh, sorry, it may be a hard adjustment, but it's worth it. I agree. I think if you can get over that initial hurdle, it very much is worth it in the end. Someone else said, it's a slumber party every night with your best friend. I love that and I completely agree. And then someone else said, his home Pinterest board might not look the same as yours. Again, what we talked about with communication is having those conversations about decor and furniture, going down to the nitty gritty of it all, I think is really important. So those were some of the tips that you guys had. Those are some of the questions that you guys had. And those were the blueprint rules and points, I should say. They're not rules because everything is subjective to each person, the points that I have as well. So I hope this episode was a little bit helpful for you guys and with that being said that is all for me today you guys thank you guys for joining me for another episode of my thoughts exactly again if you're new here hi my name is savannah and i'm your host of my thoughts exactly make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button that way you never miss an episode we post weekly every thursday on the podcast and on youtube and you're not going to want to miss it i'll be back next week with a brand new one for you guys and i'll see you there bye guys